Good morning, boys and girls, uh, and indeed uh, to extended family, for I understand now that uh, some parents and grandparents and, and even family friends are now listening in, and that's, that's really marvellous, so, so thank you. Here we are on the penultimate day of term, with the Easter holidays uh, now shortly to begin. Now, Easter, uh, as I'm sure many of you know, is often described as a movable feast, since the actual date each year changes, as Easter is celebrated on the first Sunday after the vernal equinox full moon, that's to say, Sunday after the full moon in March. And that leads to some oddities. Easter can fall as early as the 22nd of March, and the latest possible is the 25th of April. But this year, Easter takes place at neither of those extremes, falling as it does on Sunday the 12th of April. A further oddity though is that the Eastern Church, and that's to say the Orthodox Church, such as the churches of Russia, of Greece, of Serbia, and so on, run according to a different calendar, the Julian calendar, and their Easter this year is a week later, Sunday the 19th of April. So, boys and girls, if you have any Russian, Greek or, or Serbian friends, be sure to wish them Happy Easter the week after you have celebrated your Easter. Britain today comprises people of many faiths, and indeed those of no faith. And the same, and I'm pleased to say, is true of Hampton Court House for we embrace all our families and celebrate the rich diversity of the world's great religions. Notably, over the years, we've been fortunate to hear Muslim children reading from their holy book, the Quran, aloud in Arabic. We've celebrated Hindu festivals and noted Jewish holidays. And we've also had class debates where students have expressed strong views in favour of agnosticism, the philosophical position of not knowing whether there is a God, and indeed in favour of atheism, the view that there is no God. So this is what we are at Hampton Court House, a centre of debate. But there can be no meaningful debate without knowledge. And this is why, regardless of your faith and whether you have one or not, I urge you to read again the Easter story this holiday period, and not least because of the profound influence on Western art, music and culture of scripture. And indeed, without it, I'd go so far as to say that much of Western world today makes little or no sense at all. As you know, there are four Gospels and I'd suggest that you start perhaps with the one that was written first and the one which is shortest and in many ways the simplest. Start by reading to yourself the final chapters of the Gospel according to St Mark. The, the chapters describing the Last Supper, the betrayal of Christ by Judas, his arrest, crucifixion and of course his resurrection. And then perhaps compare Mark with the versions you find in Matthew and Luke. Now, there are similarities, 
but there are also differences and often details you find in one that you won't find in another. Um, these three Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, are sometimes called the synoptic Gospels because they, they essentially treat the story of Christ from the same angle uh, in, a, in a rather linear way, as opposed to, to John, which is altogether more poetic, more philosophical uh, reflection on, on the life of Christ. And just in case any of you think that the Easter story is remote and, and lacking in any relevance today, um, just consider, for example, that supreme moment of political expediency where Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, and the person invested with the full power of Rome, washes his hands. Now remember at this moment, Jesus was a prisoner. He was considered a, a, a rabble rouser. But Pilate was an intelligent man and he knew that Jesus was, was innocent, or at least he was harmless, um, and Pilate wanted to release him. So why did he agree to hand Jesus over to the crowd for crucifixion? Well, the mob wanted it. And angry crowds, as all politicians know, are dangerous. And this is where Pilate maintained his own position of authority by, by keeping the masses on side. Uh, if you remember, he called for a, a bowl and in front of the crowd, he washed his hands as if to say, do what you wish. This is nothing to do with me. And it's a, it's a classic case of a politician doing what is popular, uh, doing what is easy, as opposed to what is right. And in this one moment, there is a lesson for all politicians, indeed for all leaders today, and perhaps for all of us. So, as I say, start with St. Mark's Gospel. Probably you have a family Bible, uh, and you can read, of course, in any language. But failing that, you'll, you'll find it online. And uh, I wish you the very best with your, um, your New Testament studies uh, this, this holiday period. Work hard, children, today, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow for the final assembly of term.